0: Listening to Not Another Origin Story, your comic book movie podcast of vengeance. I'm your host Boggs. I'm joined by Karate Monkey Ben Chapman.
1: It was in the fine print of my devil contract that I had to
0: watch this piece of shit. (laughs) It is uh was not great. Oof. I, I, you did bring this upon yourself, though, so... I, yeah, I, I the trust The to hell is paid in good intentions,
1: maybe? And Nicolas Cage. I, 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 I firmly believe that Nicolas Cage would deliver me one of those really hilariously bad performances that would make a whole movie just
0: a delight, just a, a treat. Uh, I was wrong. It's boring. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly just Nick Cage underacting, which is something that he's not really good at.
1: Yeah, and a surprising, a surprising amount of uh, uh of what's her name? Oh, God, I forgot.
0: Eva Mendez. Yeah, Ava, Ava
1: Mendez, looking shocked at things. That's her role in this movie.
0: Yeah, well, she famously came out like and said that this was like the worst movie she'd ever worked on.
1: <laughs> Did she really? Yeah. Oh boy.
0: That she, like, had signed on before there was a script or something, and then when she got the movie, she was already contractually obligated or something along those lines. That's and she came like, out, like, the week before the movie came out and said, this thing, this movie's garbage.
1: Wait, was her father, like, dying of cancer, and so she signed a contract to do this movie? Is that what you're saying?
0: Yes, and that's exactly fine. what I'm saying. Mr. Mendez is all right. Oh, thank God, guys. No, actually, he died in a tragic, uh, you know stuntman de- i don't yeah he wasn't a stuntman before that but once the cancer was gone he thought he'd give it a shot <laughs> he wanted to be a the beard. irony here's also maybe not a great thing don't make a bet with the devil when your father's profession is almost dying just a hint
1: yeah also can you uh is there like a a court of appeals for devil contracts because i don't think that was a legal signature
0: Oh, no, not even close. He just accidentally cut himself.
1: Yeah, that would be like if I was signing for a home loan and I just spilled some ink from my pen on the page and they're just like, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) That's good enough.
0: (laughs) Guess who just uh, signed the really shitty mortgage? Uh, Speaking of really shitty, how much do you think it costs to make this movie?
1: Oh, boy, I want to say one... uh, I'm going to say a a cool
0: 100 mil. That that was a good guess. You're getting better at this. I know! Uh, 110 mil. Yeah! I was going to It's say, just was- shocking. Because yeah, I shocking. don't know where that $110 million went. Because it certainly didn't go to finishing the textures on the Ghost Rider's head, that's for uh, sure. It
1: went to those
0: abs. Yeah, sweet CGI 300. At first, when they showed it, I was like, oh, 300? Did I start watching a yeah. different movie? They're over
1: the top too. Like they,
0: they must have brought in the like unhealthy abs.
1: Yeah, they brought him into the studio and they're like, "Hey, we just drew some normal kind of abs onto your weird kind of puffy torso. This is good." And he's like, "No, up it a bit, up up it a bit,
0: sweatier." S- yeah, give sweaty. me abs where you can't actually have them. How also, does it look like, a, like an action figure? It's for one scene that's not necessary. Completely so, pointless. Yeah. Just, his superpower is that he's a skeleton. Yeah, and he wears his jacket the rest of the time. A skeleton. They don't have abs. Right. He could be a fat fuck. Story, and he's still got a skeleton. don't have abs. <laughs> yeah, they're known for that. They're known for being inside your body and not having abs. Uh, how would you think this movie made, though? Uh, Domestically.
1: You know what? I think that a Nick Cage... Uh, 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 listing could probably bring in some people. So I'm going to go like, I don't know, like 170 mil.
0: Not that bad. A little high. Okay. 115. 115. Oh, wow. So, so just, it, it, just is, that, is that global or that domestic? That was just domestic. Oh, that's too bad. I mean. No, that's horrible. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> the budget, the budget for movies never includes advertising. Right. So that's usually at least five to 10 million extra. For especially for a movie this size, so it definitely didn't make its money back. Uh, it grossed $112 million foreign, which I think is how they greenlit a, a sequel with a much, much, much smaller budget. Spirit of
1: Vengeance, which is a line that he says at the end of the movie. Do they know they're making a sequel?
0: No, I think they just... I God, I can't imagine anybody at the end of this film thought they were going to have a sequel. Well, he says it. He definitely says it. Well, that is technically... Ghost Rider is known in the comics as the Spirit of Vengeance. That's his character. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, This came in uh, 52nd on our list and 59th adjusted for inflation. So I'm going to ask, Ben, since you didn't know, I take it you you haven't read any Ghostwriter comics?
1: I have read a few, and uh, I did some research just to to bone up beforehand. I was surprised. Oh,
0: bone up. Clever pun.
1: (laughs) I was surprised how uh, accurate origin story-wise this movie is somewhat. I mean. Yeah, yeah. It clings to the whole stunt guy and his dad, sorta, and like a devil contract and the names and like even the woman's name is the same, Roxanne. Uh, they, they 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 tried, I guess. Um, apparently, Nicolas Cage is a massive fan of the original uh, comic and just DC comics in general. Hence his name, Cage, coming from uh, um,
0: Luke Cage. But man, uh, you said DC Comics, Ghost Rider, is a Marvel. Comics. Oh, I meant, I meant Marvel. I meant Marvel. Edith Come on, bros. This Edith. is a podcast. So Edit the podcast. Supposed to be... Ah, oh, this is rough.
1: <laughs>
0: no, no, I'm just like just stewing in your failure. <laughs> I can just see our ratings dropping.
1: <laughs> all our all our basement fodder fans are disappearing. Yeah, we'll just Todd then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I don't have a, a connection to this, this comic at all. If that's what you're asking, no, no, I don't. I mean, yeah, uh, I don't care. Uh, I feel like. Ghost Rider to me seems like the content that's good for tattoos. And that's about it.
0: Uh, I've read uh, like a few of the miniseries and stuff. I'm not like a huge fan, but I mean it's an interesting character, you know, that he sort of, you know, makes the pact with the devil, but then kind of goes around as like a bounty hunter. It, it's interesting. There's been like four, or maybe not that many. I think there's been at least three uh, Ghost Riders, like in in current continuity. Yeah, I guess... Keep taking At one point in time, Johnny Blaze quits being the Ghost Rider, but still has, like, the Hellfire power. And then there's another guy who's Ghost Rider. And then they just did the relaunch where there's the Ghost Rider who's, like... Uh, he drives, like, a sports car, like, the car from Bullet instead of a motorcycle. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's weird. He's gone through some changes. I think the idea of the character's cool, and it relies a lot on the visual... And this movie did not cash in on the visual. It did. It tried to. I should say. There's tons of glory shots, but when it looks like shit, you don't really want to focus on it. And that was their mistake.
1: It's bizarre, and I don't find the Ghost Rider particularly interesting as a character. I mean, I don't know what I'm missing. If I, if you're a fan out there, shoot me a, an issue to read, and I'll read it. But um, I, I try to find, <laughs> I tried to find a guess. I'm like, I need someone who cares about Ghost Rider. I failed and <laughs> i have a lot of nerdy friends
0: i didn't even try guys i, I not even tried i
1: just the mythos behind it is pretty mild from what i can tell and it's just sort of like yeah it's straightforward yeah i become like a devil guy and i roam and
0: uh, to me he kind of always reminded me of like um, marvel specter like yeah. if the specter was more like metal and in your face i guess yeah it, they always felt like hard to like follow characters because like unless they're like fighting a demon or something you're just like this is a guy who's literally a flaming skeleton yeah he ever lose (laughs) like what are you gonna do to him
1: yeah what what do you do to stop a flaming skeleton
0: i don't know maybe like an extinguisher uh but let's just go ahead and jump into this film i think this is like the fourth film maybe in a row that started with a voiceover and the fourth film in a row that's been complete and total garbage. So I'm drawing a correlation.
1: Uh, they really like voiceovers in, I mean, about 80% of the movies we've watched oh. for this podcast that has opened on narration. And I've never felt it to be necessary or helpful.
0: No, I found this narration to be particularly confusing. Because it's like setting up some event where, I, this was also weird. It's like a whole town made a pact with the devil. But then you see the town, you're like, that was like at best 75 people. Yeah, like, I think there was way more evil Nazis. Yeah. Like, why, did, why did that come in handy? Also,
1: why was this town in, like, the 1920s the evilest town? We have Las Vegas now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, we got
0: weirdness is they didn't really seem to do anything with their evilness other than kill each other.
1: Yeah. It, it's not like they got power. Well, just to be clear, nothing makes sense. The devil apparently needs those souls, and apparently... Has no better way to get them than to slowly, over the course of years and years, convince a town of like Mexican working class to all sign contracts. And then, when it comes time to get them all, he can't get it himself. He has to
0: make a dude do it. And then no, that dude bro, I mean, just says, "Like, do you, think, I'm like so uh, <laughs> do you think like Zuckerberg goes and gets his own Chipotle? No, he sends an intern." This is the same premise. Also, did it seem like it was way too easy for the Ghost Rider to disobey the devil? Like he like makes him, and then he's just like, you know what? I'm keeping these souls by. He just rides off, and the devil's yeah. like, oh. just just says no. It just basically says, I don't feel
1: like it. And then apparently, there's no reason that there's no punishment for insubordination besides just leaving. Doesn't and, doesn't even take his powers. Nothing. He's just like, oh, he outsmarted me. And the Sam Elliott narration is, uh, he ran away from the devil, and I'm like, well. Ran, ran faster than the devil and i'm like well the devil doesn't chase him he is
0: peter fonda and he is very old <laughs> he and, is and very slow and very just in it for a paycheck yeah like. i didn't get to like who sat down and they were like we've got the dream casting for the devil we've peter got fonda peter motherfucking fonda <laughs> you may remember him from such films as ah oh, shit is peter fonda not famous <laughs> i mean easy rider i don't think i know another peter fonda movie we've got we've got oh we've got west
1: bentley and sam elliott and donald Logue. we're ready to
0: go like do you think that they cast peter fonda just because he was an easy rider and like that movie's got motorcycles in it
1: i honestly think that nicholas cage said that nicholas cage was like i like ghost rider i also like motorcycles you know what else had a motorcycle in it easy rider i know just the guy
0: and he is not working. I because can tell you this.
1: Nicolas Cage is in sync. I, I was trying to dig up a good interview because I really like to read interviews with the uh the the cast or the director or whatever in these films that we cover. Just because it gives you that little piece of behind the scenes information. And I couldn't find a good Nicolas Cage uh interview for this film. Uh they were all purged from the internet. But I did find a really, really good unedited interview with him about the one leading up to the Spirit of Vengeance in which he talked about this movie. Uh, can I share with you a snippet?
0: Yes, of, I would like to hear this because I've, I've listened to a couple of interviews with him and there's definitely something wrong with him as a human being. This is the inside of his head.
1: When asked how, uh, uh, what tools he used to bring this character to life, he said body language and then said the following. I remember cobra snakes because at one point in my neighborhood, I had a couple of them. Then the neighbors didn't like it, so I gave them to a zoo. But I would study these cobras, and what they would do is move back and forth in a rhythmic motion. And on the back of the snake was the pattern of an eye, or maybe an occult eye. I don't know. And it would try to hypnotize me. And then, then it felt like it had hypnotized me. It would strike. So I thought, why does the ghost try to move like that?
0: <sighs> uh. There's a lot of reasons why. but Not a snake. Also, he never does that in the movie. He follows it up with, and this is, again,
1: I am not editorializing. He follows it up with, and then there was something else I saw in a Trent Reznor video where he was, like, levitating and revolving in circles. So I said, why don't we have Ghost Rider levitate and revolve in circles? (laughs) Wait, does that happen in Spirit of Vengeance? Because I don't remember that happening in this movie. No, it doesn't! So I think he was trying to write this into Spirit of Vengeance, and this was the body language he was saying that he tried to bring into Ghost Rider. I don't...
0: I am scared for him. (laughs) There's not a scene that's even remotely close to that. I'll tell you what he did get put into this film. (sighs) Uh, Probably one of the most iconic scenes in cinema history in which he sits down... And does the worst fake laughing I have ever heard in my, like, just the worst fake laughter of a video of a monkey doing karate while he eats jelly beans out of a martini glass. Red and yellow
1: jelly beans only, though. Which are what? Like, his
0: suggestions.
1: Lemon and strawberry, I guess? Yeah, I mean, red's good, but the yellow are terrible. Just to be clear, right away, he's shown to be a teetotaler, doesn't drink. And he, I don't know why, I don't think that's a thing from the comics, so I don't...
0: No, no, no this, those things, all three of those things were inserted by Nicolas Cage, because at the time, Nicolas Cage used to actually eat jelly beans out of a martini glass. Like, all the time, at his own home. Yeah. And he found videos of monkeys doing karate hilarious, so he told the director, I want to include those as quirks of Johnny. That is such, like, a Gary Busey move. <laughs> you know, what I mean? it's like so, but it's so like point Like he's like, all right, this character, he's the spirit of vengeance. Hey, you know what I really want to bring to my character? Can he eat M Ms out of a martini glass? To yeah. which you're just like, uh, I'm sure the director was like, what, what, why? Yeah, whatever. Who gives a shit?
1: And then he's like, okay, fine, I'll make them red and yellow, like fire colors, and then we'll go ahead and do that. All right, break.
0: Yeah, it was just like a scene, and it's like a scene too, where it's like he turns the TV on, and within like one second of the screen being on, he immediately like burst out into hilarious laughter. It's like I've never seen anything that funny in one second. More importantly, he's on.
1: To be clear, he's on the trailer of his own uh, 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 like stunt truck, full of a crew that I don't know what they're there for, because he seems to Street arrange. Heavies. He seems to arrange his own stunts because later. When he does that helicopter stunt, his entire crew is stunned that there's helicopters there. So I don't know what he has the crew for because yeah, I'm
0: I'm also not sure that you want to jump over a machine that's sole purpose is to suck air and push it down.
1: That oh, just yeah. seems like a
0: dangerous thing to add to the mix. Like I don't think he knows how helicopters work. Yeah, like he jumps he he decides to jump
1: fifteen helicopters, but adds the helicopters. Last minute. I don't know where you get 15 last
0: minute helicopters. or Blackhawks, too. Blackhawks, like, Military yeah. grade helicopter. Not like news st- channel, like full on, which those, I don't even think were, those were Blackhawks either. But the thing, I will just bring this up because I watched uh, the part of this movie I could. Uh, my brother had come over and we were going to watch it when it, after it stopped working, we just gave up and he left. But he was obsessed with during this scene. I should mention that it took me forever to get this to work. I couldn't get it to load to my TV because I'm an idiot. Uh, But during this scene, he kept getting mad every time they said, he's going to jump 300 feet on a football field, field goal post to field goal post. And he kept saying, that's not right. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, the end zones are 30 feet each. So if he's jumping from the field goal post, it's 360 feet. He must have brought it up six times. So I was like, I got to mention this because it really stuck in his (laughs) crop. But he
1: was very annoyed. It sticks him to my point, so thank him because th- no one intelligent planned the most dangerous stunt in the world. Like no, and if you look
0: at that ramp he's on, there's no way that that would launch him three hundred feet. Yeah, it's like someone's
1: like ramp from there like a kid would use in his garage. Yeah, it's like at best
0: fifteen feet off the ground. Yeah, like, it's like a driveway ramp
1: instantly. Yeah, and he 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 ramps a football field of helicopters that I don't know where he got not utilizing his team who supposedly would probably map things out, measure things, do a few test runs with one helicopter, you know, the things necessary to not die, even if the devil, I mean, honestly, I just kind of wanted him to just like immediately fall into the third helicopter. Yeah. Just get sucked down and just, and the devil be like, I can't even do something about that. Holy (laughs) shit. Whoa,
0: I'm just Peter Fonda. What am I going to do? Look, guys, i got to tell you, I'm not actually the devil. I, I, I'm just like a real low-level demon. I, I've just been playing up this devil thing because nobody knows what he looks like. But also, this movie begins with him as a kid. Uh, they actually do kind
1: of a good job casting a younger Nicolas Cage in a way. I don't know how. It just felt a little bit right, you know? It's hard to guess, get that perfect he, casting. He doesn't
0: act well either, neither does Nicolas Cage in this True one. True
1: so. story. Actually, Ava Mendez's younger version is the worst actress ever. Maybe in
0: history. Uh, She is horrible. I feel like they just put out a call for, like, uh, Latino women. Yes. And they were like – and they just had Eva Mendez like a headshot and they were just like, no, 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 no. Oh, this girl looks like her. You're hired. Can you act? And she's like, I don't actually speak English. And they're like, good enough. Like because it does feel like she's never acted before. Whenever they show her, like she doesn't know what she's doing.
1: Yeah, on top of it, when I say that someone was a bad actor or actress in a film, it's mostly because I look back at their performance and I find nothing memorable or or, or noteworthy. You know what I mean? Like they didn't do anything for me. They kind of felt clunky. But – very rarely am I like stunned by someone's bad performance to the point where I notice it in the moment and I go, "Wow, like that happened. I was alone in my living room, and she delivered some line like but johnny uh, i love I love you," and I was just like, "Wow, that was <laughs> that was some bad high school drama shit i i that's stunned one of those things, too. that got on film. Oh,
0: you're almost just like... And the director was like, check the gate, let's move it. Like He wasn't yeah. like, ooh, can we do that one again?
1: Let's roll. There's a uh, bunch of them. I, I actually wish we could cut audio into this episode because there's a number of moments that I can't... You, if you heard it just alone, he'd be like, that couldn't have come from a blockbuster film. There's no oh, way.
0: The dialogue is terrible. The actors are delivering it in such a way to make unnatural-sounding dialogue sound even more unnatural. I Like, his sidekick, the guy on the bus, I... I don't, that actor i don't know he's always on like tv shows but he is a, you know a decent comedic actor i mean he's not great but in this it is shocking like how bad everything he says is i it's just like I, it's weird it, it's almost like the director was just like try to not be good at your job <laughs> if that's an option can you just guys not know how to act
1: also everyone just pick an accent uh I don't care what accent or from where. It doesn't matter because we're shooting this origin sequence in what's supposed to be like, I don't know, Texas, but is very, very clearly Australia. It looks like the fucking Serengeti in both of these sequences. I got to get a shot of it to post.
0: There is that, that the one where they're by the tree. Yes. Because like, like when they were by the tree, I was like, oh shit, where are they supposed? Because I thought that they were supposed to be like in um, California. Like they were like at and all of a sudden they showed that and I was just like, oh, are they are they like in the middle of like the Nevada desert? Like I couldn't figure out where the fuck they were supposed to be. And to the point, I have no idea where this movie takes place. And I think there was a title card. And I still don't know when where this movie takes place. Don't
1: know. And the accents won't help because Johnny Blaze has like an Alabama accent. And then his like sidekick has sort of like a Tennessee, Kentucky kind of accent. And then Ava Mendes has no accent. And then... <laughs>
0: Uh, it's, it's... Except, I mean, is disdain an accent? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's baffling. Uh... <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into it real quick. I, there, was a, there was a moment in here that reminded me of the, the moment in Fantastic Four where there was just like some bizarre prop work. Remember the uh, Young Genius wins prize or whatever and below it was like Race Wars Continue? Yeah, yeah. Did, did you notice the letter that uh, Johnny finds to say that his dad is sick? It's from a doctor's office, and it has like the doctor's name, and then it's like a memo, as if he like you would send it to somebody you work with, and it says re chest re chest X ray. Doctors don't send you letters like that. (laughs) It's like they don't write you a memo to be like, we think you have cancer. That's not how that works. Also, they don't just send you a letter; they call you and talk to you. It's a shitty doctor. I just thought that was, like, the most bizarre thing. Like, the doctor was like, hey, I got your memo about possibly having cancer. Free cancer. Uh, I think you've got it. Please advise. And then his signature at the bottom, just always keep dreaming. (laughs) Dr. Dr. Lang. (laughs) P.S. If you empty the coffee maker, please refill it.
1: (laughs) But also, a confusing, potentially psychotic doctor, because he gets this letter, presumably that day, right? Like he he yeah, has that night
0: it seems yes because he's gotten drunk and he's looking through an old photo album of when Johnny was a kid, His his wife was still alive. So you assume he got the letter, sees he's going to die, goes to reminisce. A carefully
1: maintained uh, scrapbook, by the way.
0: Very nice, considering they live in a not-well-maintained trailer.
1: And he is an alcoholic stunt man. Anyway, um, the next morning, which only seems to be maybe about six, seven hours later, because it seems to be the morning, and of course when you see him passed out, it seems to be like, I don't know, like midnight or something. So so maybe about a good six, seven hours later, that after he makes the pact with the devil... The dad's sitting there. He's like, hey,
0: I just got x-rays. Yes. Good. I'm like, I could not believe that. He was like, I was going to tell you I was sick, <laughs> but my chest x-ray this morning checked out. I'm like, you went and had another chest x-ray?
1: You just got the letter about your, your cancer because you probably had an x-ray like four days ago. So you got trashed on, on Jim Bean and hung
0: over, woke up, and went straight in for an impromptu on-the-spot x-ray? <laughs> and like, yeah, like, they're not like, you have cancer. Come in on Monday – we want to just do another scan just to see, like, if it's still there. We're hoping it just went away over the weekend. Yeah,
1: sometimes this thing happens where your son will take a devil pact. Uh, we just want to clear that out of the way before we move on with treatment,
0: okay? Uh, speaking of the devil pact, when uh, Peter Fonda shows up, who, let me tell you, not an <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Satan. Can we just call him Peter Fonda and not the devil for the rest of this movie? Yeah, okay. This so when podcast. Peter
0: Fonda... <laughs> When the Fonda shows up. Yeah, when the Fonda... Like, the yeah. least imposing devil since uh, whatever that book they made into, the like, Winter's Tale or whatever, where uh, Will Smith is the devil. Like, he's, like, the least imposing devil because he just looks like a... One, he has, like, Bram Stoker's Dracula's haircut for some reason. And he he's just not imposing. He's just, like, an old white guy in a jacket. But there is a scene where he's talking to Johnny about how he can cure his dad. And this, the whole scene is, like, really dumb because at first Johnny is, like... Cause when he's like you. You need to sell him. Your soul he's like, oh, okay. You're crazy. It was like, oh, but you believed he was gonna magically cure your dad some other way. Like, why? Di-? But anyways, there's just, as he's walking around, lightning strikes. And did you see it? You can see the shadow of the devil. Yeah, and it looks like uh, Mr. Burns. <laughs> Yeah, it, looks or, like, it looks like Mr. I, Burns. It does. It looks, though, like they were like, we need to do like a scary shadow. Should we make a puppet? And they were like, fuck it. Just get some cardboard and we'll cut it out. It is just like a, little, no, like a person with a hunchback
1: yeah, in a cane. It's it, not... It, it, it moves. It moves completely stationary. Like it's not like it's a, a
0: creature moving.
1: Yeah, it's yeah like, it has
0: like it's, it's not breathing. It's just like literally like a, a cardboard stand is just being dragged across a bright light.
1: Or a guy just doing a complicated like uh, uh, like light show with his fingers. Just yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Bill, you could do a devil thing, right? Or the Mister Burns? That's good. Do that.
0: <laughs> the lightning strikes the first time, and he's doing like a swan drinking. They're like, oh, sorry. It, Let's take another take of that. If you do that fucking dog again.
1: Also, what's the deal with Devils always being sort of like a dumpy, like, middle-aged white dude? You know what I mean? Yeah. What's that about? Yeah, not... Constantine I mean, I... had the same thing in Constantine and pretty much every movie with the Devils I can think well, of. At except
0: he's like, at least he was like covered in tattoos and he's like creepy German, so you're kind of scared yeah. of him. Instead.
1: Yeah, he was very cool, but this you one know was just like... what would have
0: made this movie better? What's that? Is if Al Pacino from Devil's Advocate had played the same Satan in this... Devil's Advocate, Al Pacino, Nicolas Cage. Um, <laughs> God, it would have been heaven, guys.
1: Also, isn't the devil supposed to probably try to at least a little bit operate with some subtly, some subterfuge? Because he walks into this carnival blowing up every light fixture for he ten miles. He feels
0: like he's just an asshole.
1: Yeah, he walks in blowing everything up. He's got a skull cane. His shadow is the real devil, so he can't even keep it contained. And he kind of walks in, his eyes are made of fire, and he doesn't even have, like, a good speech where he's like, sometimes you have to sacrifice. No, that's uh, the thing, too. He just like, goes, give me your soul, and I'll fix your dad. Roger? Like, cool. Yeah,
0: That's the thing, is, like, you need that scene. There needs to be, like, a good devil speech or something. Because, like, it is so quick that Johnny's like, yeah, I'll sell my soul. Yeah, he's... And the devil... He doesn't even know that he's... Like, he's, like, basically just assuming this guy's the devil. The devil... He's done nothing to prove that he can save his dad. The devil has said the word soul like you that's not
1: totally how it works like there's a a million stories written about the devil and a man interacting with the devil for any number of different symbolic purposes and that like this they take a form that has like a message and they're kind of tricky and deceptive that's what the devil's all about they don't walk in blowing up all your fucking fluorescent light bulbs and go Soul please? I'll do something cool, I promise. Like, it's the stupidest writing that you
0: could possibly Yeah, like, it would have been better if there had been like a uh, like a voodoo person or like some sort of, like, you know like in the sideshow of the carnival right. who had told Johnny, like in a beginning scene about how if you drive out to a crossroads at a certain time, there's a crossroads near here and the devil will show up and you can sell your soul for whatever you want. And when he finds out that his dad's gonna die, maybe like during a stunt, he starts coughing up blood, you know, and Johnny races out that night and, you know, in a, in a pitch of, like, that moment being like, I need to save my dad, meets the devil and sells his soul, instead of just, like, some old guy being like, if you give me your soul, I'll cure your dad, and him just being like, okay.
1: Yeah, right, that would have I, some emotional, like, influence. Well, and it would also
0: have him at least him be like, I understand this guy's the devil, because it appears he does not realize he's the devil. Right. He's, he's the, just basically just like, yeah, I guess I'll try anything. You know, we've done nothing, and yeah, I'm he, all out of ideas. I think
1: he thinks this guy's a doctor and that his HMO takes souls? Yeah, he's like, wow, Obamacare really did not fix the system. <laughs> Used to be an arm and a leg, now it's your own fucking soul.
0: Anyway. I also, I also did love during the scene where uh, the devil, after they, I think it's after he, you know, he kills the dad in the next scene. Uh, and the dad dies doing a stunt where he just, like, basically falls off his motorcycle and just rolls like a foot and they're like, he's dead. It's like, that would not kill anyone, let alone no. a daredevil. Maybe it
1: burns, maybe. But
0: yeah. uh, the thing that I love is. Uh, <laughs> He's talking to Johnny. He's like, you know, now that you're mine, you, you have to leave everything bef- behind. And he does like, you know, he's like, no family. And they cut to him like looking at his dad. And he's like, no, uh, no love or whatever. And it's, it's, you know, the young Ava Mendez. And he's like, no friends. And it's just Johnny pushing. They're all like flashbacks. And it's just Johnny pushing a motorcycle by himself, not talking to anyone. It's like, oh, <laughs> like the devil in the montage is like, oh, God, see, this guy doesn't have any friends. I'm trying to oh. make Oh, a-
1: yeah. That, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be a dick. Usually when I say the friends part, your brain is supposed to flash to friends, and instead it just showed you in the rain alone. Ooh! <laughs> sorry. Well, really, ooh.
0: Uh, and then we flash forward after this, after Johnny leaves uh, Ava, because he realizes that he's, or Roxanne, because he's, he's cursed. We cut to future Johnny, who's getting ready to do a jump, and he falls, and, you know, it's supposed to be an accident, which you're like, oh, there's no way he could live and I love that his crew runs up. One, there's no paramedics. I've never seen a Daredevil stunt where there's not a paramedic on hand. But his crew runs up. and He's laying there with a helmet on. They, one, immediately take off his helmet. Yep. And then he slaps him. It's like, dude, there's a chance he has a spine injury. Don't touch his head no, no, at no. All. <laughs> I'm picturing
1: the, like, the pictogram sort of like guide to what to do when someone sustains a Daredevil injury. Uh, and it's definitely Yank. Uh, Just just yank that helmet off. Don't even look for the strap. Just give it a big yank. Uh, Then kind of snap the neck up as hard as you can. And then try and jar the skull. Like, jar jar it with, like, a slap. Uh, That's the uh, the best case scenario for treating a dramatic crash where the person went down head first. Oh, yeah.
0: His head impacts and turns in a way which you're like, oh, his spine just broke. And this guy's first reaction is just, like, yank that helmet off. It's like I don't. I'm not an EMT, but I know if you think a person has a spine injury, the first thing you do is do not touch them or move them. So like, something can make it way worse.
1: Something just dawned on me here too, because right after this, you kind of get an idea of who this Johnny Blaze character is, because he seemed like a cool ass fucking fonz like dude in the beginning, right? Like he was he's a little whiny, kid. but he's got like a sharp jacket. You know, he's got like the pretty girl into him. He's a he's a motorcycle riding guy. I mean, that's going to be every girl's dream. In their childhood. So he's got to grow up to be a cool guy, right? No. He listens to the Carpenters. He likes monkey videos. He likes monkey videos so much that when they're in the van, he says, don't change the channel. There's a special on Howler Monkeys coming up. I know that because I looked it up in advance.
0: Yeah, and it's insane that he says there is a special on Howler Monkeys. And he drinks jelly beans. He drinks them. He consumes them like liquor. So it is, yeah, the whole thing, like, that whole subplot is insane. And then it's, like, the same time he, uh, at one point, to show, like, I guess for us to be like, isn't he a badass? He's in a locker room before his big stunt, and for some reason there's, like, a coffee maker, like, as if he's in, a Benny's. Like, the kind of, like, old coffee maker where there's, like, 12 pots. Why this is in a dressing room in a stadium, but he picks up the pot and just drinks the coffee straight out of it. And we're supposed to be like, oh, he's so hardcore, that coffee's hot. Yeah, it's not hardcore. One, it's very unhygienic. Two, I mean, it's just really stupid. And that but, coffee is not going to be good, guys.
1: But the point I'm getting at is, is he's an insane person now. So he can't die because of the devil, right? Or yes, excuse me, yes. he can't die because of his Fonda, Fonda contract.
0: Yes. Um, at which point before every jump, he says, you can't be afraid. It's like, why the fuck is he afraid? He knows he can't die.
1: Right, but maybe maybe he's still able to sustain brain injuries, uh, hence his bizarre behavior patterns.
0: <laughs> yeah, the scene where the guy turns off the Carpenters and he gets mad, and then later he's like, you're stepping on Karen when he comes in and talks to him while she's singing. I was just like, I don't know who the fuck wrote this. It feels like all of that was like, Nicholas Cage was like, I really like the Carpenters. Right now I'm going through a real Carpenters phase. I want all this bullshit in here. And the director was like, I don't know if that's in the comic. He's like, it'll play, trust me. <laughs> Also,
1: did you see that point where he was playing uh, a video game with his own character in it?
0: Well, the, the, his, his friend is playing it. Right, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, his yeah. Friend, his like, friend's playing yeah. that game. I like the way they build up the uh, Johnny Blaze, and this is like something that I thought, this is like real movie logic. It happens in movies all the time, but the idea that, like, okay, people like, rush up and they're like, oh my god, you're Johnny Blaze. Evil Knievel is probably the only truly famous Daredevil to the point where almost everybody knows who Evil... You know, I mean, like, if you say the name Evil Knievel, people are like, oh, yeah, he's the Daredevil, even though he's been retired and he might be dead. Evil Knievel could walk up to me and slap me and I wouldn't know who... Like, I wouldn't recognize him. I don't know what the fuck he looks like. How do these people just recognize Johnny Blaze? He just looks like an old white guy. It's, like, insane. He is so famous for doing something which is essentially not that noteworthy. Like, I'm sorry, I mean... Like, can you name me another famous daredevil that's alive right now? No, I mean, I think Evil Knievel's son, maybe question mark, but I don't know what the fuck his name is. Uh, little Knievel, level uh, Knievel, maybe B- Bill Bill Knievel. But the, I I just thought that that was like was Martin. Like, How bizarre Knievel. is it that like everyone is just like yes, fucking Johnny Blaze? And yeah. it's just like Okay. I, I also love that the uh, on this bus scene. They zoom out. Again, no idea where we are because they're constantly traversing deserts. So maybe they are like in like Australia, like mid Mad Max, like world crashing because it's just like three cities and desert around them. But they're driving past the desert, at which point we're introduced to the villain who looks like he should be like in a CW show. Yeah, I should have been like yes. a, like, like the, the villain in like One Tree Hill who comes to school and steals the guy's girlfriend or something. That's my man West Bentley. Uh, uh,
1: later went on to do interstellar American Beauty, Hunger games. He's done a lot of incredible
0: stuff. This is not one of those things. Well, <laughs> he shows up one with like sideburns that make him look like he's a really bad Elvis Presley impersonator. And two, within 30 seconds of appearing, they have him immediately mugged a camera. Like one, something you're not supposed to do in film. A, a character's never that's like you're never supposed to look directly at the camera because there isn't you know, the camera's not supposed to be there. They have him do that instantly, and then he shows up at a Hell's Angel Bar, which appears to be in the middle of like the Yucatus like salt flats. Like there's nothing around this building. Why the fuck is anybody out there?
1: Uh
0: I sorry, I was trying to bring up um,
1: uh, Wes Bentley, uh, in an interview, uh, talking about this film later on, uh, said that this was a period of his life that was, uh,
0: soaked in cocaine. Oh, and so actually, I don't know if that does explain it. Cause he's very measured in this film. I would have liked him to have been more crazy than if he was coked out. Well, he said that,
1: that, uh, he basically was accepting movie roles, uh, uh, in the interview. He says he was basically accepting movie roles this time just to get money for cocaine.
0: Oh. That's... So it more explains why a pretty good actor would be here at all. <laughs> but yeah, and then I guess that explains why if he was just taking roles for money, why he's not trying at all. Because he is 100% not trying.
1: Also, at some point, um, he also gathers up his... his, uh, his, his uh, squad. His squad, his elemental friends who are made of air, dirt, and water. Um, the
0: the least – like, keep in mind, this guy is supposed to be a demon who's escaped from hell. These other people are demons who have been hiding on Earth as apparently elements for some reason so that, uh, you know, the devil's bounty hunter won't send them back to hell. They are the least intimidating group of people you will ever see in your entire life. Like, they are not scary. The actors are not imposing. The one guy just looks like he's an extra from, a, like, a reggae band. The and- water guy just looks greasy. Like, it's just, like, it's not scary. It's more just, sort of like, ugh, he's going to try to touch somebody inappropriately. And
1: they each get dedicated screen time for their individual fights, all of which make no sense and have no fun or action and are easily
0: defeated. And I also like that they introduce them by each one of them coming in with their element and the guy introduces them. But they're not, like, it's, you know, it's like a moment, like, in... Captain America, where the red skull pulls off his face, and you're like, oh my god, you know, like, it's the red skull. This, you're like, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. They might as well have been like, here's your villains, armchair, Steve the accountant. You know, like, they just could have been anything, and people would have been like, yeah, okay. Because. I guess I'm supposed to assume they're bad guys. They're dispatched in order. Dirt guy
1: gets knocked over, then says, oh shit, don't kill me, and then is burned to death. Water guy. Splashes the, <laughs> the 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 Ghost Rider. He falls into a puddle. Then instead of becoming water or drowning him or forcing himself in his mouth, ma- something to to like kill the Ghost Rider. Hot. Tell me more about that forcing. He live. <laughs> he literally. St-
0: as a man, in man form, strangles him underwater, and then when he yeah, goes... that felt like he was really doubling down on suffocation. Like, yeah. Like, he was just like, if he doesn't die by suffocation, I got another one to play here. At one point, he's just a spooky puddle. I'm yes. not kidding.
1: And uh, then the wind guy says, you can't hit me with your whip. I'm made of air. He spins the hot whip, and then he says, oh, fuck, that's hot. I'm also dead. I am yes. not kidding! I'm not making this up! These the, are the fights in this movie. It the is, fights
0: could have been replaced by... Oh my god.
1: ...just oh playing chess, and it would have been as interesting. In fact, there are no fights in this movie. There is a kind of a shootout, but that doesn't even constitute a fight at the end. Because when when Blackheart gets the fucking souls that he seems to then not want, because it actually looks pretty horrible... Uh, He just walks slowly at Ghost Rider, and then they shoot him a lot until he stops living.
0: Well, no, he explodes and then comes back together, and then he made a mistake, because as we've been introduced quickly and completely unnecessarily in this film, uh, the penitent stare, which is the Ghost Rider can make you relive the suffering that you've caused other people. Provided you have a soul. Provided you have a soul, which the devil, one of the demons didn't have, which I didn't get that because I... I mean, I don't understand how they're a demon. I, I didn't understand the mythos they were going with because I'm like, demons have souls. That's why they're in hell. Like, they've been damned to hell. Like, that's sort of the premise of it. I, I don't think they don't have souls. But uh, so now that he has all these souls, uh, he's a victim to the penitent stare. And that's how they win. And that's it.
1: Correct. And uh, the muggy victim he rescues, Rebel Wilson, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah, in, like, I, I would say the only attempt at true comic relief.
1: The success of, of of at least some comedy,
0: she's, I like Rebel Wilson, she's she's kind of amusing for, like, the four seconds she's on camera. I, I enjoyed, like, I mean, like, that was, like, the only part of that, I was like, oh, that's a joke. You know, I mean, I, it wasn't like I was like, ha, 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 I was like, oh, that that was a joke told with joke delivery like a person who understands acting and comedy right the rest of this film is full of people who forgot how to act for a month like they were all given some sort of drug and they just forgot their own, their chosen profession a drug you say i think i might know what it might be my man wes bentley has true yeah tip me tip me to the drug but my favorite he part was about just that putting it in everything in Crash services <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just a pile of cocaine. He was like, "Here, guys, I brought powdered donuts." People were like, "These donuts taste weird. My mouth just went numb." I feel like I can do anything on these donuts. Um, uh, I enjoyed that during Johnny Cage's big uh, moment on the at the arena with the helicopters. The stadium they're in could not have been more fake if they had tried. Like everything is clearly just like a photograph put in front of like a soundstage. Yeah, and the whole. Like, I don't know, the whole thing is dumb. They're desperate to get an interview with him as if anybody gives a fuck. And then they interview him, and we find out that it's Ava uh, Mendez, you know, who aged spectacularly. And he looks and... like
1: he's 30 years older than her.
0: Oh, yeah. He looked like he aged as if he lived in a box that was full of cigarette smoke for two years. And, and, then and it... she looks like she got frozen for 15. Like, she's the Winter Soldier, and they just unfroze her for an interview. <laughs> yeah. It is insane, like, how different they look. And then we get – he chases after after he completes the stunt. And the shots of what is clearly not Nicolas Cage riding a motorcycle are upsetting. <laughs> yes. His his face when they show it and you're like, oh, that's not Nicolas Cage not riding that. I mean like it is the worst CGI face insertion I have ever seen. It's just like hovering over where the guy's head should be.
1: It's really rough. I, I We should probably capture a GIF of it.
0: Um, oh, we should do that.
1: My favorite is that – Again, the accent is in full form here, He's, which he loses
0: over the course of the movie. It's stronger. Right, because it's hard to do. Yeah, it's hard. So let's just quit. Um, he learned this lesson from Con Air. He was like, I can't do it for a full movie, guys. Not but that flawless. He
1: he does a lot of dangerous stuff on the highway that nearly gets him and
0: others killed. Oh, he uh, did like that that thing where he stops to get the van to stop. Yeah, he conservatively caused like a fifty to sixty car pileup. Yeah, like did, hundreds of people are dead or severely injured because of him trying to get a date with a woman who does not want to go on a date with him. Uh, more importantly, more importantly, is he gets her to stop. He gets
1: out. They have a bizarre exchange, and then she leaves. And the rest of the people who were just nearly killed by this this whole charade run up and they're like, Oh,
0: it's you, it's Johnny Blaze, again paying into your idea. It's as, as if like it's Barack Obama on the yeah, side of the right. road. Like if somebody that won, you would even fucking recognize. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like if I was in like a Starbucks or like a like a Panera regiment and like Johnny Depp was in the corner, I don't think I would rec- I don't think I would assume that you know what I mean like I don't think I would just assume famous people are where I'm standing. It would have to be somebody so recognizable and and This is a dude who most of his feats are accomplished with a helmet on. (laughs) So it seems like it would be even harder to know who he is.
1: Yeah. My favorite part about this came out awkwardly because he – one of the people runs up to him and says, Hey, man. Hey, Johnny Blaze. My little sister really wants an autograph. And his response is to hold both hands in the air and say 300 feet, 300 feet. It took me a minute to realize he meant
0: I just broke the record of 300 feet. Which, again, he technically broke the 360 feet. <laughs> exactly. But it took me a minute to get that. Hit, he was saying it seemed more like he's saying all all children need to stay 300 feet. Yeah, he's like, uh, you ever <laughs> heard of like, people who can't live near schools? I kind of got that thing going on. My, 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 my younger
1: sister's right here. It was 300 feet! 300 feet! That's what I thought he was doing. I was like, well, that's a weird joke.
0: Oh, wait, no. Okay. I would much prefer that there's a sub story <laughs> where he had sex with a minor and didn't know it. Like, he thought she was 18 and now he, he can't be near children. And they just suddenly keep working it in. You're like, that's odd. Okay, so. <laughs> a weird superhero? I also need to jump to something else that
1: blew my fucking mind. So Ava Mendez's character goes to wait for him so that
0: they can uh, we're dinner, gonna, dinner we're just right? Ready to go to the same place.
1: Yeah. So she's waiting
0: for dinner for Nicholas Cage to show up yes, for she dinner. She told not to be late. And yeah. he appears to already be 40 minutes late. Yeah, but... And is f- still in his apartment getting dressed.
1: He's wearing, like, a jacket and jeans, so he's not ready for a date. He is not dressed up at all.
0: Uh, he... Then he's just dressed like the guy who must have been the stand-in for the fawn <laughs> so they could do lighting. You know, like, he just always looks like they're like, he's about the same height as Henry Linkler Get him in here.
1: Yeah, he looks, like, sort of like a... a, like, a like a ninth entourage character at any given point in this movie. Um, he... He's one of the less popular guys <laughs> from Greece. Yeah, he's one, of, he's one of the guys that wants to be in the Grease crew, but they won't let him in.
0: Yeah, he's just one of the guys who gets to do the dance during the Grease Lightning montage. <laughs> he has no lines, though. Maybe he's the rapey one. I don't know.
1: He looks like somebody waiting out front of a Sons of Anarchy audition.
0: <laughs> and is crestfallen. He did not get it. I feel like we could do this for another 20 minutes. <laughs> Things Nicolas Cage looks
1: like. Um, But they cut back to Ava Mendez, and she produces a magic eight ball, shakes it, shakes her head as if she disagrees with the answer, puts it away, and that's the last
0: time we see that eight ball. It is... It like I was you know, <laughs> cut back to her, and I'm like, all right. She's waiting. She bends down to her purse, and I'm like, she's gonna get out her cell phone, call it. And she pulls out, and I'm not like when we say an eight ball, we mean like a Spencer's gift, like an eight ball, oh, not, size like, eight Yeah, balls. the ones that are like the size of your fucking head that you're just like doesn't need to be that big. She pulls it out and shakes it, and she's in like I mean, it's like a hotel restaurant, but it's like everybody is in like like suits and stuff. It's like she's at, like, a Denny's or something. I don't know why I'm, like, so aggressive towards Denny's tonight. But and, it's just, like, so weird. And then she puts it back in her purse. There's her, no she, reference to it. Her face looks like she disagreed. Like, like, As if, like, she was like, is Johnny going to come? And it popped up and was like, what are you, a fucking retard? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just, it, she was it, like, it's shit.
1: wasn't expecting. Like, it said, please try again. And she's like, that's not helpful. And she puts it
0: away. <laughs> but to me, it felt like it said something, like, real racist or something. Because, like, her face is like, whoa, what? Why is that in the eight ball? And again, she does not have an 8-Ball earlier. She does not. There's, she, no, there's no scenes of her using it when she's a teen. Her like, nick- it's not like they were up on the hill and she was like, should I run away with Johnny? And then you would be like, oh, she kept the 8-Ball. Her nickname isn't 8-Ball, nor does she ever use 8-Ball later on in the film. And never shows up again. It's a real Chekhov's 8-Ball. I think
1: she was supposed to take... Like her phone out of her purse, and Nicolas Cage put an eight ball in there instead, and she had to just go with it.
0: I, or just more stellar prop work from these guys because they're killing it left and right. The red, and, red and yellow uh, jelly beans, and the, so, the memo about cancer. She drinks. you impending death.
1: She drinks conservatively three bottles of wine, <laughs> and then a waiter comes
0: over to offer her a fourth bottle of wine. And this was the part that I found deeply upsetting yeah like in you know in this film where ava mendez is given nothing to do they were like let's underscore it by she needs to determine her own self-worth based on whether or not this waiter thinks she's attractive and the fucking waiter nags her like he's
1: like Hold eh. a sec i want to be clear to the listeners that pogues is not inferring from some dialogue that that's what she wanted to hear her actual line is to a
0: waiter do you think i'm pretty and he straight up goes eh.
1: Eh.
0: <laughs> With, like, the shoulder, like, as if somebody was like, You want to get pizza tonight? And you're like, Eh. That is
1: both a gross misunderstanding of characterization and use of a female character, and it's also gross, gross misuse of Ava Mendez, who I have many opinions on, but none
0: of them are on her being ugly. She is gorgeous. No. She is what a. What the fuck are we talking about? That was one of the things I took away from this movie. Was I was like, holy shit! I forgot how just like breathtakingly beautiful Ava Mendez is. I was like, she is just a very classy, attractive woman, and she's but uh, and she's
1: popping out the heavers in every scene. Oh like,
0: yeah, this is definitely a heaver. Sarah, don't listen to this episode. We <laughs> listen to it. You brought it on. Uh, it does feel like, too, like she's wearing outfits where I'm like, I don't think, like they had to tailor those to get her boobs to pop out like that. Like that's, that's uh, not CGI. Like, a very, like a normal, like button up shirt. And they're just like, like trying to like, you know, enter the, the stratosphere or something. And then we translate it. one of this scene to like later, to shortly after Nicholas Cage,
1: shirtless, very greasy, making sort of pig faces into a mirror. Oh, because that's
0: what skeletons look like, is pig faces. Yeah, like clacking his teeth and making a pig face. Again, that that was Listeners. like a scene where I would have been not. like Nicolas Cage was on crack.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> am not editorializing. I am not making it up. I am not adding hilarious adjectives. These are descriptions of what he's doing.
0: Yeah, he is shirtless in the world's weirdest bathroom apartment situation he's got going on. Yeah, And, he, and it goes on for a very long – like it's like a good minute and a half long scene of him – like, pressing on his face, pushing his nose up, constantly clacking his teeth as if that's what skeletons are known for? Yeah, the teeth clacking. I, I guess, maybe. I, maybe I just don't know a lot about skeletons. <laughs> and when he has that dialogue sequence with Ava,
1: trying to explain what's going on with him, he does not he does not kill
0: it. No, I feel like the scriptwriter turned in a draft and was like, I'm going to have to punch up a lot of these moments. And they were like, cool, uh, production started two weeks ago. Ooh, we already <laughs> recorded
1: the scene where Nicholas Cage says, uh, y- "You know, you know, the devil on account
0: that I work for him." <laughs> I wrote that he down. Does, word. He does where I had go. On. He goes like uh, Huckleberry Finn yeah. in that scene. Like, I, it's like they filmed that scene first and they showed it to a test audience and people uh, were like, "Oh, what the fuck's going on there?" And they were like, "Ooh, dial that back." That's a word for word. The devil on account of that I work for him. Like it. it like, way up, people have not spoken since, like, four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of, like, Warner Brothers cartoons and your Foghorn Lakehorn, nobody talks like that. He's adapting a Union soldier accent. That is
1: <laughs> that is his range <laughs> in this film.
0: Yeah, he's like, I did a lot of research into what I thought was a period film. I didn't understand Ghost Rider. Uh, At this point, I just wrote the- down, I've lost track with what the Ghost Rider is doing, because I
1: realized that at this point, we are, be, like, beyond halfway through the film, and I'm like, so I know that there's, like, a contract of souls out there somewhere, and the devil wants it, and then some guy, who I don't know, also wants it, and the and, and Ghost Rider is, like, turning into Ghost Rider, but not,
0: like, going after anybody. Cause, that was the thing, is, like, he turns into Ghost Rider, he's like, go get him, and he just happens to show up where they're at, kills one of them, the rest of them get away, he leaves. And then he's not Ghost Rider again.
1: No, then he drives just... away. Like, he kills one of them. The rest of them leave. And then he just gets on his bike and just drives in, into... well, and, and
0: then saves uh, Rebel Wilson.
1: Right, and he creates this, like, huge scene at the factory where he lives, or whatever bullshit he... Whatever
0: hipster studio... Yeah, was. like, when he leaves, when he becomes Ghost Rider, he destroys, like, a city block. Yeah. So not a great... Uh, and then the evidence the police use later to arrest him in, like, one of the most shoehorned-in scenes in cinema is they find his burned up license plate so like he must have done it how the fuck does that make any sense is it these are the worst police officers i think these may be the worst police officers in any film we've watched and we watched time cop which was about time traveling police officers who were really bad at their job yeah who were stunned by the idea that time could change but my... and who would, who would travel to the past dressed in onesies space yeah. and onesies
1: and do and do and do Krav maga but but Rebel Wilson's character, as I talked about earlier, is mugged maybe s- s- conservatively four miles away. She's mugged very far from the yeah, scene. She looks like she's mugged like, by a bridge. hanging out in an abandoned train yard. As you do. Uh, but but later on, when he returns to his home uh, after speaking to Sam Elliott, which I will get to, he, he rolls up on his warehouse area and... And and Rebel Wilson's there giving an interview. But I'm like, yeah, you weren't was... involved
0: in this. You also, were in unrelated mugging down, like... Did, did so you I just a happen to run up but... and be like, let me get in on this?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, there is the one Nick Cage freakout scene is when he becomes the Ghost Rider for the first time. And there's just shots of him, like, screaming and then laughing and then screaming and then laughing. And the camera's just panning around him. Yeah. And eventually his face comes off and he's a skeleton. Yep. But then... Never is hard to do when he wants to do it later. Just flipping a switch. He's a skeleton. All right, let's let's get to uh, Sam Elliott. Another person where I was just like, like him and Ava Mendez was like, guys, you didn't need to do this. Probably. Uh, when when we first, he has brought uh the Ghost Rider. He's put Nicholas Cage up. Nicholas Cage wakes up and is for some reason super thirsty, as if he has a hangover. I didn't get that, but like. Did you notice he drinks the – he takes the cups and he drinks the water and then just throws the cups? He's like at somebody else's house. It's a real dick move. Yeah. Really bothered
1: they, me. He's that thirsty. But
0: Sam Elliott is some sort of former ghostwriter. Well, they try to bury that, but it's like within the first 14 seconds, you're like, oh, you're the guy from the beginning. Like it's the, like when they reveal he's a ghostwriter, you're like so – "See," like they play it as if it's a, like a reveal and you're like, no, I knew he was the ghostwriter. Yeah, because the other ghostwriter they show you was the cowboy, and then he references
1: a Texas Ranger. And I'm like, let me guess, Sam Elliott, you're going to yeah. play the cowboy or the Texas Ranger. Real also, big reach. Or you're just here to tell me how great a Dodge tr- pickup truck is. I have Here's, no here's idea. also
0: a tip. Don't pick a guy who has an actual accent to work next to a guy who can't do an accent. Good point. Uh, but this, Sam Elliott is like his character should have been just been like Joe Exposition.
1: Yeah, he he is just
0: there there to explain how the Ghost Rider's powers work. That's how we find out what the penitence there is. Uh, He explains that for some reason the Ghost Rider can only be the Ghost Rider if it's night or he's in a shadow, which I thought was an interesting caveat. Like the Ghost Rider's spirit isn't smart enough to know that it's not night. He's just in like a room without a light on. (laughs) Yeah, you could trick it. Yeah, um, like, ah, guy put up an umbrella and I can become the ghost. Yeah, if he just walks
1: around with a big golf umbrella. He's good to go. Yeah, he just carries
0: um, a parasol with him.
1: What I also enjoy is that in this scene, Nicolas Cage also gets stitched up uh, happily. He doesn't wince at all from being stitched in a massive wound on his shoulder. Also, here's the question where did he get the wound? Apparently,
0: from that mugger who stabbed him. Okay, uh, the mugger stabbed him. He later gets shot and is perfectly fine. My point, exactly. I mean, he he gets, like, shot. He gets stabbed
1: by, like, a three-inch knife by a meth addict, which melts in his body, but somehow leaves a massive gash. I mean, we're talking, like, a good four-inch rip down his shoulder. And yet, later on, yeah, you're right, the police shoot him about 60 times. Like unloaded clips into his body. I was waiting for the scene where he comes back to being in the ghost cage and instantly dies. <laughs> like just – Yeah, like he's like – You saved it <laughs> he starts throwing up blood. And all of his organs just spill out. Oh my it's, god, those bullets went right through me, guys. It's so inconsistent what's happening. His character is just getting on a motorcycle and sometimes he's hurt and sometimes punching him hard enough makes his flame go out. Other times, just making him f- sad makes his flame go out. Sometimes, just like being mean to him makes him turn back to Nicolas Cage, and then he turns it back on again.
0: Yeah, it, it's like the way his power works makes no sense. The, I feel like the like the stitch up scene was. They were just like, we need, uh, you know, Sam Elliott to deliver a paragraph worth of an explanation as to what the fuck's happening in this movie because we haven't explained anything. What can they be doing that it wouldn't just be weird that you're just sitting there talking? That's the only thing I can think of is why they put it in. And they were like, also, we have six to seven pages worth of skull and bone puns. We need to work into this movie. I think at this point I wrote in my notes like we're 90 minutes in, right? We're
1: 90 minutes in and Nick Cage is the ghostwriter. And he is hooked a police helicopter and he's whizzing it around on a skyscraper.
0: And I'm like, why? Like, yeah, why no? did he drive up the skyscraper? And I mean, like, he he causes more property damage than the alien invasion in Avengers. But he's not after anybody. Like, he's no. just he's an asshole. Down. And then they
1: come to him, and then they all die because they don't know how to do anything. And then he apparently wants a contract that I don't even know who has, but the
0: ghostwriter is supposed to stop it. Like, there's no plot. There's no tension. Here's the thing that I find shocking, too, is uh, the guy ran away with the contract, and they're they're trying to find it. So uh, nobody in, like, the hundred years since then has just been like, well, why don't we just go ask the caretaker, who looks an awful lot like the old Ghost Rider. Like, how does nobody know it's him? Yeah, how is the devil so worthless? Yeah, the devil is just like, oh, it'd be so much effort to go. Oh, because it's hollowed ground, I guess they can't walk on it. It it seemed like if that was the case, it's just like oh, then you don't need to hang around. Just the devil, stick it in the grave and you're done. The devil can apparently give people
1: this insane power, yet wields none of it himself. This blackheart guy meets him on the street, and he mentions something about it being hollowed ground. I still don't understand why it
0: looked like an alley, and he can't do anything. Like the devil can't do anything. No, no. And then we find out that. Uh, even though they, kept, they keep calling the devil Mephistopheles, too, who is not the devil. Those right. Are two different demons, guys. Come on. Read your bizarre archaic text, please. Uh, but apparently this is his son, Cyburns. Cyburns McCokehead. Right. Is, is apparently the devil's son. But, like, there's no setup for that. There's no real... Like, there's no... All of the setup is told, which is not how film works. Right. You know what I mean? You don't want... Like, the movie shouldn't be... It'd be like if in the Spider-Man movie he just did a voiceover of like, all right, so I was at this thing and the spider bit me and I'm pretty sure that's how I got these powers. And now I can jump really far instead of like the montage of him figuring it out. It's like, you don't explain away a movie this way. I also, the, the end of this film has one of the most bizarre, like I, it it becomes a two-hander for like 30 seconds when they're going to go out to sand, whatever the hell that place is called where all the, all the people's spirits are, I don't know why they're just hanging out in the empty town. But Sam Elliott's like, I'll ride with you. And he becomes the ghost, you know, the old ghost rider. And then his horse becomes a ghost rider. And you're like, oh, man, it's going to be like old school ghost rider with like a six shooter that shoots fire. And they're going to be fighting, I guess, the one demon guy who's left. And they ride out there. And Sam Elliott's like, stick to the shadows. I only had enough power to do this one more time. And then just rides off. What the fuck? Why did he come We didn't do anything? What and what's his where what's he gonna do next?
1: Like I mean I, I didn't understand I mean twice. I know I know he's gonna apparently do like Coors Light and Dodge commercials, I guess, for the rest of his life. But I don't understand his character's worth or importance. And yeah, yeah you're right. The the lead up to what could have been at least one cool
0: fight was right and, there. And and then too, if you're gonna right do there. that, like he shows up and they get into a big fight with uh McCokehead and he kills the old Ghost Rider, and you're like, oh, this guy really is hardcore. Nope. Nothing. No. He rides, he basically turns into the Ghost Rider to ride out to, like, uh, Burning Man and then is like, I'm out. Peace! And why can he only transform one more time? Is it like, does he have, like, Spawn's power where it, like, clicks down every time he does it until he runs out? And then why not just stay in that form and
1: help him fight to the end? Like, why why use it just to get out to the desert and then go lazy?
0: Yeah, it is such a – it's like they were like, this is going to be awesome. He's going to turn into, a, you know, a ghostwriter. And then they were like, ooh, we can't afford to do that CGI twice. Like, get him out there, turn him back into Sam Elliott, and get him the fuck out. We can't afford two skulls at once. Nope. Right, it's too hard for the tech guys. Yeah, and we then We've only again, got $110 million, and we spent you- most of that on Coke for Bentley. Keep it. <laughs>
1: Keeping on the theme of no character in this movie having any plan or any idea what they're doing, or any arc. Like every character basically ends at the same place they
0: were before.
1: Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, Mark Steven Johnson, writer, director, and screenplay creator. Yeah,
0: when you see that, when I saw it in the credits, I was like, oh, and suddenly a piece clicks into place. Next time you do do a film, just type in,
1: hey what's narrative arc into Yahoo Answers? And just, I, I don't care who responds.
0: It's going to be more information than apparently what you have now. Or maybe just ask the studio be like, Hey, can I get like 60 grand to bring in somebody who's seen a script before just to read over this? Yeah. Just that like, is there like a homeless guy in, in town? But, I can, I can buy a
1: coffee. Keep it with this theme of characters having no fucking purpose or point or, or strategy. Uh, Fucking Ghost Rider's like, hey, I have the contract uh, for you. I don't know how to kill you or to fight you, but I brought it, and I guess I'll figure it out. Here, don't take it. Oh, you got it. Fuck. Yeah, now- his,
0: his plan is shockingly void of a plan in which he's giving something that he believes will bring hell on Earth. And he hands it over, then gets knocked over
1: uh, and goes, oh, you got it. Damn it. And then he turns into Legion and
0: quotes the Bible? I don't, yeah, I don't even know what the fuck was going on there. <laughs> and, and and it was like, a, again, a weird, like, there's no reference to, like, Jesus, the Bible, anything biblical in this movie. Like, they talk about the spirit of vengeance and there's the devil. They don't explain, you know, there's no, like, well, how did, why does God let there be a spirit of vengeance, blah, 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 you know, anything. It's just, and then all of a sudden this guy quotes something from the Bible and you're like, oh, is this like a biblical thing now? It's just the the movie doesn't tie any of its pieces together. No, it's.
1: I just I'm tired of yelling about it. <laughs> uh, and, and the original the original Ghostwriter isn't biblical either. Like he's they talk about like an evil spirit and stuff, but they don't actually really talk about demons or anything necessarily. No. Anyway, um, he becomes the Koki becomes a uh, uh, blue blue big mouth. Um, Sharp teeth demon guy, whose powers are equally inconsistent. Uh, and his
0: powers appear to be the same as they were before, except for now his eyes are a different color.
1: Also, why is it that in all these movies, like when the when the villain gets the power that should make them ultimate, they just sort of like
0: don't do anything with it? No, uh, well, because there's still le- there's a learning curve, man. You know, you got to give him fifteen. Because
1: minutes. he appears to be like made of T two metal and like invincible. And and just unstoppable. Yet he walks. He doesn't throw fire. He doesn't like 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 melt their souls or 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 burn their faces or turn the ground into brimstone. No cool thing happens. He just shoves Nicholas Cage through a wall, walks into a room, is shot by a shotgun held by a regular person, and uh, but the shotgun
0: is in the shadows, and so he could trick the ghost spirit in his hand into turning into a ghost shotgun.
1: Yeah, because the ghost spirit has never heard of
0: what time yeah. it is. Yeah, the ghost spirit is not really clear on the only works at night aspects. He thinks night is just when things are kind of dim. When sun go by. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the sun can be out and it can be night. Just, you just you know, I just need like a wall in the way. And it's- then, of course, he tricks him into
1: being like, hey, you have souls in you now, which somehow works for my thing.
0: And I take forever to, like, I really put it on Front Street. I'm getting ready to do this thing to you, and you do nothing to stop me. No, you (laughs) You just sit there like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. You've gained the power
1: that made the devil shake, and you don't know what to do with it, or apparently don't have anything you can do with it besides look mean. Uh, Then you're destroyed instantly, and Nicolas Cage kisses his girlfriend in Australia and calls it, I don't know, Kansas, wherever the fuck. Well, yeah, and
0: then... Uh, The devil shows up and he's like, I'll I'll have you stop being my soul collector. And he's like, no, I'm going to own this curse and I'm going to do the thing that you want me to do. And it's just like, no, Jackass, your whole thing is you're supposed to go out and collect souls to send them to hell. That's what the devil wants you to do by still being the ghostwriter. You're only helping him. I don't think you understood what he told you in the beginning. You're the uh, devil's bounty hunter. Oh, Yeah, because, like, that's supposed to be the penitent stair. It's supposed to be, like, those people's souls then go to hell. So it's like you are only helping him by staying, because he's like, whenever evil happens, I'll be there to stop it or whatever. And you're just like, yeah, but that's what he wants you to do. Like, he needs controlled chaos until the end of the world. I mean, like, that's supposed to be the premise, I I assumed. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but i'm giving the screenwriter any credit whatsoever yeah but don't then he's that. just like hey uh ava mendez we can't be together so see you later i'll ride you out to where this tree is and then just leave again it's you the know. dumbest ending the whole movie is just top to bottom a pile of shit and now you've experienced it just like we have
1: thanks for listening <laughs> wow you're you're really eager to get out of here
0: this no. film really did affect
1: you. It did. It did have a number guys, on we, me. Guys, we broke Ben. We broke.
0: You broke Ben. Uh, uh, this episode is actually late because uh, I was ill for a good part of last week, which is why the mini episode was so late. And then Ben was actually in Dayton, and uh, I was, or in Columbus, and I was too stupid to come up with a way to record an episode with him while he was here. Didn't think that through. So when he, by the time he went back in the holiday, we just got behind. And I think Ben watched part of this movie and knew he couldn't do it last night. I think he thought there's no way I that can. That is it. true. I can watch it and then record on top of this. Oh, woof! Quite. Because I like the end when I was watching it after it. I I had huge trouble getting this to work on my Chromecast, and so I ended up like laying on my floor watching it, just holding my phone. That's the only way to do it is is in a prone position on the floor. Like you, you've been punished. Well, because here's what happened. I originally was laying down on my bed. And I started. I kept almost falling asleep. So I got up and laid on the floor because it it was really uncomfortable and it would keep me awake. So that's why I laid on my floor was so that I wouldn't fall asleep until the movie was over because I was like, God, this is so boring. Uh, I actually saw this movie, unfortunately, in theaters and I remember being as deeply. This is one of those movies that did not, you know, like sometimes you see a movie and you have rose-colored glasses when you leave the theater and then like next year you see it on cable and you're like, oh, I was an idiot. This was not one of those films. <laughs> Uh well, was there anything else you wanted to bring up? I don't think there's anything else in my my No, notes. I
1: I I have exhausted my notes and I'm just as furious.
0: Uh, would you recommend people see this movie?
1: No, it's boring. Just look it's... up that montage of Nicolas Cage freaking out in other films. Uh there's some cuts of this one in there and it's delightful.
0: Yes, this it, I would also say not to watch this movie. It's just it's not even a movie really. It, it fails on every level. It's it excites you movie.
1: if you think Ghostwriter is a cool character. It is not that fun of a Nicolas
0: Cage experience, and it's a poorly written
1: movie that doesn't do anything.
0: No, not even that well directed either. No. Nope. All right. Well, you can follow the show on Twitter at naospod, or go to our Facebook page at facebook dot com slash naospod. If you tweet at us or leave us a comment on this episode or any episode, we'll read them on the next mini episode. If there's a something we missed in this you wanted us to bring up or if you have an answer as to why Eva Mendez carries around an eight ball <clears throat> we would love to hear it so leave a message there you can find me on Instagram on it at or at its pogs ben um uh, i want to die all right i was going to tell you that you could follow ben at uh, the disco pony
1: no you can't uh, <laughs> oh guys he's dead <laughs> i died, I died. I died, bad and, news, uh... Bad news, guys. I will not be resurrected as the ghostwriter. Uh, I
0: did not finish signing my Fonda, Fonda contract. Fonda, well, yeah, you, contract. you two, uh, accidentally you were eating, like, a granola bar when he showed you the contract, and a little piece of granola fell out. He was like, good enough! Damn it! I forgot about these legal loopholes. Uh, but you can follow me at the Disco Pony, and also my website, com. Check it out, guys, and we'll see you back here next week for the mini-episode where we'll tell you any corrections you had and what the next movie is up on the old, uh... Whatever the fuck. hmm The devil. On account of that, I'll work for him.